2: that's this show. Riding in my car. And I'm listening to the radio. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome
1: to the party,
3: pal. Hi everybody, Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names would mean goodness. Say
1: my name,
2: you know who I
1: am.
4: Carl, Carl Dukes. Dukes. I drink
3: and I know things.
2: Oh, don't question my authority, thing! King Kong ain't got on me! Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Bell.
3: i funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Won't you guess my
5: name? Bring a picture of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out, and then bring one every ten minutes, right?
1: Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through
3: life stuff. Don't
4: believe me, just watch.
1: This
3: is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by
0: Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's <laughs> most trusted and recommended roofer. You know
3: what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. No. no!
2: On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game.
3: Atlanta. It's Friday here at Paradise. We're live at Twin Peaks in Buckhead. This is it, man. Just count it down to the Super Bowl. Super suppose Saturday's got a nice ring to it. I gotta be honest, man. Having to wait till Sunday. Tomorrow there ain't nothing going on, but today we got shot, 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 shots. Chris, we got Chris Thomas, Turtles in for Carl. We start every hour of the show with a big hearty Hey amen. man. Hope you guys are having a, a decent Friday. Traffic was not bad, by the way. Driving from Alabama is apparently, you know, literally. Since I moved down there to Peachtree City, I can't get nobody. You've been excommunicated, Johnny Plops, Hasselhoff. That's about it. No, you little. I'm 56 miles in the state line. I might as well be living like seriously in Mobile. Well, that
4: would impact your commute a little bit more, I think, if you were yep. living in Mobile. But yep. I will say this, Mike, when it comes to holidays, quote-unquote, and traveling, the less people want to do, the better in their books. So mm. I understand to a certain extent what Bo is saying, right. but I will say this, there ain't no party like a Mike Bell party.
3: That's true. Hey, man, we're going to have our own version here at uh, Twin Peaks and Bucket. already got some of our regulars rolling in, and we got some folks right now going, what is this? Well, you, you guys know V103? You know B103, the radio station? That's not us. Anyway, that's 92.9, the game, and we're hanging out here as we do. Haven't been here in a minute. It's been a while, the show. Yeah. We've been up at Kennesaw, and we'll be up back there later in March. But appreciate uh, some of our regs coming out today to have some fun. You know, just talking to Andy, Randy, Chris. Same thing today uh, at the gym. running some of our, our buds with loyalists, There's Terry, who's an APD cop. And he's like, what do you think? I just, I'm trying to come up with some fresh take, but all I keep thinking is close game, last possession, Mahomes, whether it's a game-winning field goal or touchdown. Yeah and it's so funny because
4: it's been like this all week right this this week is sort of mirrored what we saw four years ago when Garoppolo just air, airmailed the pass to Emmanuel Sanders, and the rest was history. That star the Chiefs dynasty that we know and love today. And it sort of felt, I don't want to use the word stale in a negative sense, but just stale in sort of like we've been here, done that. How many times can you ask Travis Kelsey about Taylor Swift? How many <laughs> right. times can you ask Pat Mahomes about his preparation for the big game? It sort of lost the luster in terms of the newness that we've seen in some
3: of the recent years. Hey, man, we got plenty to dive into today, as we mentioned, talking to the guys. Our man Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl winner with the Steelers. He'll join us next segment. From and, Vegas. And, yeah, he is in Sin City. And we had a great conversation for guys who missed Killer Mike yesterday. Uh, he was in studio with us for about 20 minutes and was just a blast to talk to now four-time Grammy winner, but obviously swept to the categories at the most recent Grammys and, obviously, Social Activism. And uh, doing so much for the A and just a great convo. Talking about everything from his record to sports and everything else, man, and his vision of the city. So that's coming up at 2.40 for guys who missed it yesterday. Carl's got the day off, so T- Chris Thomas is in, our man Turtle. So, yeah, the uh, the only story really coming out of Vegas, tonight's the night and maybe Saturday where somebody gets in trouble. There's been really nothing going on. Mm-mm. You know, for Falcon fans who go all the way back, to back in the day, I remember we were at the Clevelander. Which, for those of you who know, is that big bar on Ocean Drive. And you then used just do a show from down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Craig Sager, who's up in heaven now, Craig Sager comes up to us. And he's like, man, it's like me and Steak and like, Jim Gray and a bunch of dudes. And he's like, you're not going to believe this. Eugene Robinson just got arrested. Ah. And we're like, what? And for those who don't remember, he was uh, safety and one of our captains. And you know, just won the NFL Man of the Year. And he was a this, It was just like, oh, no. And you just felt like, wow, half of the defensive room's up all night, and this isn't good for a – even though you're going to try to sleep in for a Super Bowl Sunday. Then you've had, like – who was it? The Raiders Center went down to Tijuana and disappeared. Was that Barrett? Yeah, back back in the day. Yeah. So that's not really – you haven't heard anything like that. Now, are we going to get one of those headlines? Because the teams can't even go in the casino, let alone be in a club. So it's hard to imagine we're going to get something late night, which is going to get people going, whoa, what happened You know, on Sunday morning?
4: I don't think so, and I think a part of that has to be the credit of – both organizations, I think when you think of a Kyle Shanahan run team, it's tight knit. Huh. Everybody falls in line. Same thing with Big Red. He likes to have fun. But at the end of the day, he's going to come down on you if you're doing some shenanigans. And that's why I think, Mike, hmm. a guy like Kadarius Tony, was never able to find his footing with this team. He doesn't fit that mold. You better come to play ball. It's Pat Mahomes' team. It's Andy Reid's team. And if you don't fit that mold,
3: you're out. Yeah, but the only news that really broke today, I mean, or this week that would be even remotely close to raising an eyebrow was Kadarius Tony going on social media and then, you know, ratting and raving and saying it was aimed towards Giants fans. So it's like, look, well, you can't trust those Florida Gator receivers. We know that. But, you know, <laughs> dude, it's ultimately Mr. Butterfingers. And I just don't think, to be honest, I mean, it's not like it's sports talk radio hype or, or our fan base thing. You see it, everybody who watched the game. So you can't trust that guy in a big moment. You just can't. Mike, who throws a shoe? That's that's just that's that's just that's just what I gotta say. Red flag right there for those who don't remember back in the day.
4: And when it comes down to the actual game, like you were saying, I think Mahomes has earned at this point in his career the right to say, "You got to watch me fail before you predict it," because that's the status he has right now. The it's really funny when you think about it. And we'll hear a really interesting quote from Tom Brady coming up in our NFL Blitz a little bit later. The the seamless transition from Mahomes brady and and it's really been just from one goat to another because rarely in sports do you see a transition like that from you know mj to kobe to lebron now you have from brady to mahomes in the nfl it's really something special to watch and he's been not only the best player in the game but he's a great representative for the game as well but mike is it as sexy as it could have been? If it was Ravens-Lions, I just yeah. think there would have been more interest. The yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: I know that, uh, you know, when we were kids, you weren't even born yet. You had the Cowboys and the Steelers. But yep. the Cowboys would win Super Bowls. You know, Cowboys beat the Dolphins. Cowboys beat the Broncos. Steelers obviously won four. Two of those at the expense of the Cowboys. But it was – you never minded seeing that because that was – I mean, Roger Stone back, and Terry Bradshaw. Well, Brock Purdy is a guy building his own brand, and certainly Patrick Mahomes is on trajectory right now to maybe even eclipse Tom Brady if possible. Yeah. So I like – we talked about this. I like the Chiefs. I don't have a problem with it. I know some guys out there, like, if you're, if you're losing sleep over the, the Taylor Swift thing, I don't know what to say. I mean, pop culture is in our face. I mean, look, like, you know how I feel about things like the Kardashians and all that. It's, it's – it's you don't want to – when you see her on the TV screen for those three seconds, I mean, you're going to see lots of celeb shots. You see that anyway. They used to show, uh, show Giselle Bundchen when Tom Brady was even a Patriots. Jessica before. Simpson yeah. and
4: Tony Romo, it right. was
3: – This wasn't the first. By the
4: way, did you see Mrs. Mahomes grace the cover of Sports Illustrated
3: swimsuit, Which I thought was defunct now, by the way. I brought this up at the end of the show yesterday. And, again, because you know how mean social media is. A lot of guys go, wow, when Taylor Swift is sitting next to Patrick Mahomes' wife, Patrick Mahomes' wife looks like really mad because people are miserable on Twitter and that's the stuff they say. Well, if you are that kind of person, I think even you would go, Damn. The, uh, the folks at Sports Illustrated did a hell of a job, and she did a hell of a job getting herself ready for that uh, photo shoot. And, I mean, I love these guys. Yeah, she's okay. Dude, if she walked in a bar, you'd be, you'd be, like, literally licking her kneecaps. Yeah, so it'd, just, be, it'd be one of those you know, cartoons where the dog has yeah. the, the <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> coming off his you know, tongue. Taylor Swift at times does look digitally animated, so when you put somebody who's not as perfect next to her, maybe they, they lose by comparison. But, yeah, that it's a great pull. The only guy that really drives anyone crazy is Patrick Mahomes' brother. They did a nice job of keeping him out of the scene. Yeah. His dad, I mean, the fact that somebody would ask Patrick Mahomes, about his dad's latest DUI. That's just, what's Patrick? It has say? nothing to do with it. That's just weak sauce. Anyway, I never had a problem with Patrick. I don't got a problem with Kelsey. I do wonder though if Shannon Legacies, you talked about it the other day. If you get three Super Bowls, that's and he's and why would Andy Reid quit? Because you still got Patrick Mahomes and go get, improve that roster next season. But that's the legacy. Now you've got three and you're in that rarefied air. And then there's Shanahan, who's blown leads with us. Mm-hmm. Blown leads in the Super Bowl with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And this year, though, has changed that script up and has come from behind to win two games that maybe they shouldn't have won. Yeah, and the key is going to be
4: distribution for me of the football. How is Shanahan going to go try to attack a very, very stout Kansas City defense that has been one of the best defenses from pillar to post this season? McCaffrey going to get 25 carries? Ayuk, is he going to get 10 receptions? Debo Samuel is he going to be healthy? How are they going to use him? Are they going to line him up in the backfield? Send him out wide to catch a deep pass? I think that's going to be the story of the game right there. And then on the flip side, you see Pacheco and them boys. Are they going to be able to run against the likes of Nick Bosa?
3: Right. So that's basically the storyline. Using the guys you know dance with you know who brought, who brought you, you? Yeah. That's where I think coaches get a little too cute with it. And, and that's what, look, that's what happened with the Ravens. Todd Munkin, They're one of the best running. They are the best running team in football. They came out throwing. They took their own running game away without letting Justin. the Chiefs do it too. at home. you had the number one defense in the country. You're at home for the first time ever for an AFC championship game. And the Ravens, and I know Todd Munkin is beloved by dog fans, but look, that's one of the wackadoodle calls of all time. Yeah,
4: I think Gus Edwards had like two carries in the game. Oof. I mean, what, that that was not the formula that got you Lamar. You even had the, Dalvin Cook to use him. You had a bunch of fresh legs yeah, to use in that they, run game. They did, and you know what? Even though Lamar got that MVP, that second MVP last night, I bet you he'd trade that in for a chance to be playing on Sunday in a heartbeat.
3: Right on. So we got lots of fun stuff for you today, man. Brian McFadden, Killer Mike. Also, guys, Chris told me today earlier, we do our show meeting, me, we do like a little conference call. He goes, did you hear the steakhouse? And I missed it. And Landry Fields went on our, our radio station. Talked to Zeno and, and Sandra, right? Is that what it was? Mm, yeah. And basically said some things which, for a Hawks fan, might make you want to jump out a window, and which is no big deal if you're on the first floor, but if you're any higher, <laughs> that can be an issue. We're live at Twin Peaks in Buckhead. Drink some ice cold brew, have a cocktail, great food. Lovely ladies who want to meet you, especially if you're middle-aged, going through a divorce, a little overweight with pattern baldness. That is their dream man, right, Chris? Listen, man,
4: I'm not too far away from fitting right into that category, baby.
3: Hey, be back. Talking Super Bowl for Vegas next.
0: worker of yours.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: At ManCaveStore.com. Arthur Blank is uh, doing a uh, Zoom press conference. He was uh, under the weather, unable to attend the Raheem Morris press conference on Monday, which was really great. Kind of set the tone. Kind of turned the page. Because that press conference we had when they fired Arthur Smith was, well, pretty awful. You know, it uh, looked, yeah. looked pretty bad not yeah. having Raheem Morris on the stage. And, you know, it's the whole thing just. Terry off. Fontenot. What did I say? Yeah, Raheem, Raheem Morris. Morris. Was, that was at the coach yet. Terry Fontenot was the general manager, but he was not in attendance. And uh, this time around, I thought they did a nice job of knocking it out the park. Chris and I were just saying off the air. I don't know why Arthur Blank needs to have a Zoom press conference because you've already turned the page. And I know Boomer Esiason came out last week and said that he had heard that the Falcons offered Bill Belichick the job. And we told you guys on the radio that never happened. And with all due respect to wherever Boomer, his NFL executive source was, that executive don't know what he was talking about. Arthur Blank just told the media on that Zoom press conference that he did, in fact, never offer Bill Belichick the job. Yep.
4: And direct quote is, where Boomer heard that from, I have no idea. Now, Mike, this is what I'm excited to talk to Mac, about because he worked for arguably the most stable organization in sports, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to know if he thinks that Arthur Blank having this press conference right now is a good move or a potentially bad move for the organization. Because as you said, clean slate right. after Monday. Now all things are in a positive direction. Everyone around the league and around you see media and Twitter excited about Raheem Morris coming to Atlanta. And now you're poking holes back in the argument and addressing these things and just creating more drama when there doesn't need to be.
3: Yeah, I mean, I know that, look, it's his prerogative. He's the billionaire. He owns the team. He should be out there. And again, he was under the weather. And I just felt that with all due respect to Arthur, you know, I think Falcon fans have heard some of the same things over the years from Arthur, and it was kind of refreshing to have just Terry Fontenot, and again, Brig uh, Beatles was the other executive that was out there, uh, who now takes over for Rich's job, who most Falcon fans are not familiar with, honestly. We know, but Yeah, he's a t- he's the team president, but he's but, behind the scenes. But uh, I thought it was just a great way to get the energy up. Now, look, only time will tell. I get it. A lot of guys are saying, yeah, Raheem Morris sounds like Dan Quinn 2.0. Well, he's got positive energy, right? And we're going to find out if he backs it up with some talent. Doesn't matter, you know what he says or what he doesn't say. If we don't find the quarterback in the next three months. Nothing, none of this matters. You know, at, at least, it, and it will probably set the tone for his time as coach. And hopefully, it's going to be a long tenure here in Atlanta. We got to get that QB. So we'll see if uh, you know Arthur Blank addresses anything more about the uh, what happened the last few weeks. I personally think, honestly, there was no reason for this press conference. Yeah. And the thing is, You've dude, already, everything's good. We moved, we moved on. Right. And I, we told you if a guy in New York thinks he knows what's going on in Atlanta, the guys who work in Atlanta just told you it didn't happen. Arthur Blank did not offer the job to Bill Belichick. So yeah. that's Why do you got to go on the air and get on the record on that? I don't understand.
4: Exactly. That's the point. Right. No one's talking about that anymore. Everyone's talking about who's going to play quarterback. What free agents are you going to get? Guys, we spent a whole portion of the show yesterday talking about who are the best guys that the Falcons need to bring back. That's a positive sign. That means that everything's turned a new leaf and we're looking forward to the future of this organization. And to have to come out and vehemently defend the organizational stature and their messaging on certain things that are now in the past just seems like a collective potential waste of breath. Because now the only thing this is doing, Mike, the only thing is putting back negative attention on a story that is now completely in the past. What positive spin, other than now that we know for sure that Bill Belichick was never offered the job, but at this point, who cares? No one's talking about that anymore.
3: uh, The Falcons did say that they were going to make Arthur available for uh, some questions, because, again, the owner generally would be involved in this press conference, so that's why he is talking. But but but... he controls the narrative of what he discusses, right? Correct. So it's a good point. And I just think, you know, the Falcon fans... At least okay, speaking for me as a Falcon fan, just I'm ready to keep on keep it moving, right? Keep keep it moving. Let's go. Wait on our man, Brian McFan. I'm gonna bust his chops because, you know, he doesn't really party that much. You know, I've tried to get him to do shots and get hammered. He really you know, you don't drink, you take a lot of pages out of my playbook, but I know he is in Vegas. I think he's doing some other radio station. He's a gambling man. We're, we're gonna get Brian on here in a minute. Now Brian can gamble. NFL players and a lot of guys were like incredulous. We told you the story yesterday, that you can't gamble if you're in Vegas right now. If you're an NFL player, you can't even be in the casino. I mean, you got to literally. What do you so? What do you do? You get out of your elevator and you you run? No, you go to. You, I mean, because you know, I know most hotels. You now some some are different than others, but for the most part, there are elevator banks that put you out. They right, smack dab in the middle. I know MGM. There's an elevator bank for the high rollers over there, or the the entrance that takes you over to Park MGM really puts you right out by the craps pit. I mean, you are looking at a craps table. I guess you I guess, are looking live. <laughs> Don't look at the don't look at the roulette of the craps or the blackjack. Just run.
4: Yeah, I mean, at the same time, these guys have no – I mean, this didn't sneak up on anybody, right? We, we've known the Super Bowl was going to be here for a long time, and we know how hard and fast the NFL is when it comes to gambling, especially we saw it, Mike. Uh, here in our own backyard if I have to unfortunately invoke the name of Calvin Ridley we saw a perfect example of what can happen when this thing goes too far so I think I think what the NFL did here Mike it's pretty simple they just made a blanket statement they said we're not going to parse through these rules and potentially have these guys get in trouble for doing something they thought they might be able to to do so they just said you know what squad douche none of it you get nothing
3: the only news that came out today from the NFL earlier in the week, they said we're going to have a game the Eagles are going to be playing. We don't know who their opponent is yet. You can look at their home opponents and try to figure it out. Falcons are a home opponent for the Eagles next year, by the way, as an away team for us. But they're going to have a game the Eagles will start the season in Brazil. Yeah. In Sao Paulo. Now we find out 2025 we're going to have an NFL game in Madrid, which is, for anybody who's been, one of the greatest cities in the world. Playing in a brand-new, beautiful <laughs> soccer stadium, yep. too. And Well, that's it's, uh, it is the classic uh, Real Madrid stadium. So, uh, Baraboo, right? Bernaboo. i don't want to tick off Madrid fans, but um,
4: you're looking at the wrong guy for that one, pal. I'll tell you right now. I have no idea. <laughs> so,
3: hold on. Yeah, make sure, make sure I get that right. I, uh, I, I, little, I just typed in Real Madrid stadium, but I did like fat fingers, so I got like the first thing that came up was like Spanish Tic- steakhouse, or like
4: ticket prices, yeah, that I bet. something like that. Hey,
3: but you know where it is. Bernaboo, I think is, I think it's called, right?
4: Yeah. So, and going, is. going back to the actual atlanta falcons of it all i mean i'm just concerned to see now if arthur blank feels like he needs to continue this path of overcorrection. right it just seems like a slippery slope when your owner is being one of the faces of the organization in a sense that he's doing things that most outside of the jerry joneses of the world that most owners really don't do I know Arthur speaks to the media, and a lot of it is so positive because it's talking about his charitable endeavors. It's talking about things he does for the city. And I love hearing from him when it comes to all that kind of stuff. But, like, right now in this position, what he's doing right now, I'm just failing personally to see the overwhelming positives of doing it.
3: I know that uh, the team has uh, turned the page. Fans are still on the fence. And it was funny. We were chatting about this off the air. I know that a lot of folks saw this, the, the coaching search, and they said, man, belichick you talked you actually talked to harboy they did you talked to all the young guys you never got to talk to really i mean get that, that thing with ben johnson like a lot of folks and maybe he was going to be a guy i thought maybe we'd get the shot but you come back to raheem morris and look you heard raheem on with us he's an energetic guy he's a charismatic guy again we got to get the quarterback that's self-explanatory but i understand though where some falcon fans are saying this is a retread hire because he had 11 games with you you know, and he was a head coach back when, you know, he did win 10 games with the Bucks, and unfortunately, you know, they kind of pulled the rug out from under him this, the next year, and he was out. But – I do get there's a bunch of fans that are listening to us right now that are still saying, literally, harrumphing, arms crossed, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I do think if we find out, we get a quarterback. And he's somebody you're interested in, your attitude's going to change big time. Hey, man, we're going to catch up with Brian McFadden later in the show. Also, Randy Cross is going to join us, three-time Super Bowl winner. Coming up next, though, we're live at Twin Peaks in Buckhead. If you missed Killer Mike, he has an unbelievable interview with us. You're only going to hear it right here on 92.9 The Game next.
2: Michael Render, man, it is good to see you, brother. Congratulations nice. on everything. So you, happy to be here. Well, listen, you you have been doing amazing things, man, and uh, <laughs> repping the A as you always have for your entire
5: life. That's the goal.
2: So, uh, man, come on. What? My wife sends me this text. Yeah. We had just watched you on Bill Maher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer Mike arrested. What? What What is going on? I'm like,
5: don't believe a dude,
2: so right. I, I put it out on Twitter. I said, what's going on? Anybody know anything? He was detained, not what? arrested. I know. What can, all, what can you my, tell us, all, man? All,
5: all, nothing, except I won three Grammys. I swept it, brought it back home to Atlanta. <laughs> I parted, I got drunk with my wife and a bunch of other beautiful women. And um, the next morning, I woke up and found out that my son, who's been on the list for three years, had a kidney transplant waiting. Blessing. And wow. so that's what happened. The greatest day of my life, and God mm. truly answers prayers. And I would just like to add, I'm from Atlanta. All our heroes have mm. been in handcuffs. John, <laughs> John Lewis, Martin King. Mm. They didn't let Andy get locked up, you know. But Hosea Williams, so, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm. has storm has ever come. But me, God has certainly passed and brought me out better. So one of the best days of my life was waking up the next mm. day after winning three Grammys was here, my child, now has a kid.
3: It's beautiful. It is. It's a blessing. And it was a sweet. Best rap song, best rap performance, obviously best rap album. Absolutely. And we, we saw you. Carl mentioned we were watching you on Real Time, yeah. singing the praises
5: of Atlanta. Yes, yes. And the South in general. Yeah, and,
3: uh, and, and by the way, how great is it to have the platform
5: now, to be able to, I mean,
3: people know you here, but now worldwide to yeah. use your platform.
5: Now, it doesn't hit me all the time. You know, I, I still like going to the Waffle House. <laughs> and, my, you know, and, my, and my friend Swift would call me and say, you can't keep going to the same Waffle House at time of morning. <laughs> so, you know, this is this world-famous DJ Swift, Outcast DJ, one of right. the greatest. Right. And DJs and beat makers out of this city, right out of Summerhill Hill and on and Polar Rock, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't I, know. I'm blessed, and I just I feel blessed. Some days um, I have to understand that you're bigger than you were yesterday. Like I definitely came out of the Grammys a bigger name than I went in, and um I, I promise to do what I've always done with my platform, and that's the best by me and my city. Man, who'd you kick it with at, at the Grammys? Give us a, give us a, the, the layout and listen, you gotta. I keep of- it with my team. I think you're supposed to do that. I right. it. I spoke to a lot of folk. Like Jay was texting me. I texted him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I um I, I saw I saw many writers and performers from Atlanta, but honestly, man, like I was just with my team. Okay. I was with me, cuz like you're the ANR, my manager, Will, you know, my wife, Shay. You know what I mean? We had brought friends and family in from, you know, out of town where they had flew in just to say what up, my and so it was just me and my team. It was just a family. It was active management. It was Loma Vista the Recording Company, you know. And it was it was just the people who you know who loved me who came out. But I I didn't I didn't really I didn't really go see a bunch of other. I came to win right. and leave. Oh, you did, you know. So you I, did that. I, I showed up. I, <laughs> I showed up. My man Ron, who's from here, who's an amazing car builder, and Mike Musto from House of Muscle. Y'all can check that out on on YouTube and different other television formats. But they, I got an '87 Grand National built with an LT4 CO6. Corvette engine in it. I drove that to the Grammys. No, I way. hopped out with. I hopped out with my wife, who's prettiest, Ginger in gin Casino. And you know, I bossed <laughs> up and we, and we and we walked away. We walked away with it,
3: man. The eighty-seven Grand. I mean, the Woo. Super Sport in the Grand National. Yeah. That's that's th- that's the car to have when the I was grand, in high school. The grand Natty, we got the we right.
5: got the bare brakes on it, fourteen inch all the way around, twenty inch wheels right. all the way around. Man, shouts out to um mm. who made those? You know, American Racing, American Mason mm. made the. We got a we got, got the um. We got, like I said, we got the vet engine, we got the new <laughs> transmission, so I look forward to, to cruising up and down. Right. And I gotta say, man, thanks to my partner Currency. He called me this morning, and um, I ain't gonna tell y'all what kind of thing yet, but he said it's been too long. You ain't had no low rider. I got a low rider for you. Just Ooh. come to New Orleans and pick it up. So me and Swift gonna go to New Orleans in a couple weeks, pick it up. That's what's up. Yeah, Take- thanks to my partner, man. He's on that Grammy Award winning album. To him, me, and Two Chains. Got the record, Space Your View. So shouts out mm. to Spiller, man.
2: Yeah, let, let's talk about that real quick. It's Killer Mike, guys, in studio here with Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 929 The Game. Atlanta Stand Up.
5: Sweet. It's a sweep. It's a sweep, man. Tell,
2: tell us about this, man, because um, you've been at this
5: a long time. Yeah. When you finished this record, did you go, This is it? Not making the record, we were saying, This is it. And that's why we knew we couldn't skip, mm. we couldn't cut any corners. Me and Cuz Lightyear, locked in and started making this record like three years ago now. It took us two and a half years to make it. We started at No Face, No Case Studios down on the south side. We matriculated up to Stankonia, then Super Sound, Tip Studio, and then we flew out to L.A. and camped out with No I.D., um, who who executive produced and oversaw putting it together. But this record was important because it was a record. It's it a generational statement. It's not just a classic album or record. So I wanted to have only the best of the best of Criminal Crimm. When it came time for Cuts and Scratches, I called my friend DJ Swift. We flew him out to L.A. He stayed there and cut and scratched on every song we needed to, over five, six records. Mm. You know, when it came time to get singers, after we find Aaron Allen Kane, we were to look for four or five other singers. We got her to do the majority. Lena Lena Byrd-Miles, one of the greatest gospel singers on earth. She sang on Shed Tears, you know. I wish we could have got nominated in the gospel category of her because she was just so amazing. Like mm. So for me, what Dion or no ID? What people for is no ID. Me, him, and Cuz had figured out his man. If we go pro, it ain't no need to you know think about or say, "Well, I wish I would have done." We understood we wanted to get Grammys and we wanted to have accolades and the from day one. And if you practice like that, if you do the Kobe, the, the Kobe Bryant, you know the Mamba mentality. <laughs> if you stay after practice and shoot the shots, and come before practice and shoot the shots, the results are gonna show in the game. So you know, for for those that are. You know that may not be familiar with me. Say who is Killer Mike? Go listen to that album, Michael, and it tells you exactly what.
3: it is. Killer Mike, guys, in the studio. If you just tune in, you're a big thrill for us. We were saying we knew you were coming upstairs from B one hundred three. I said to Carl, I said, you know, I I knew your initial success. Yeah. I was at that show at the Super Bowl that you did with the Foo Fighters. Would run the jewels.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. That yep, was yep. just and I, and, I
3: and my wife was like, who?
5: What is? And she didn't yeah. you know,
3: and then it's on iTunes, and it just what an amazing performance! What a cool weekend that was. Man, TV. it
5: was man. Open for the Foo Fighters, man. You know, rest in peace, but. Man, mm-hmm. when, my, when my man David Grohl, who was a drummer for Nirvana, started Foo Fight, I was like, I wonder this is how this going to be. And uh, we stayed along for the whole ride, so it was an honor. You know, mm-hmm. thanks. But I, uh, my rap group, Run The Jewels, for the last seven years, we've, we're a rap group, but we've lived in a rock touring world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's exciting. So um, Michael has been amazing because Run The Jewels is on Michael as well on a song called Don't Let The Devil. But it is definitely bridged with the origin story of Killer Mike and being Michael. It is bridged to audiences because – you know, we'll have a Midtown Music Festival, and then we'll have a One Music Fest, and some of those audiences never get together. Right. And this record really has brought them together, and Run the Jewels does the same thing. And I'm just excited about the next 10 years in rap. Yeah, it's
2: uh, Killer Mike in <laughs> studio with us. You, you, you know, I'm um, following you guys overseas, man, the crowds.
5: Yeah, 100,000 people in Glaxonbury, I think. It's
2: bananas. Yeah. I, I'm watching the video, and I'm like, man. And it just shows you the scope of what you guys have created, yeah. and, and how you've connected with the audience.
5: Yeah, Run the Jewels really is a community. You know, when we say that, I, we realize that when we start people, you know, we throw up the what we call it, a pistol and fist, um, and, and it's a symbol and logo for our, for our, you know, for our group. But when I started seeing people, like we started seeing people lawyers who would win major court cases. And they take the picture, they climb, they be throwing up, run the jewels. There'll be, there be a guy climbing a mountain, and he gets to the top of the peak of the mountain. I'm never going to climb a mountain. Yeah, yeah. Stone mountain, that's about it. And he gets to the top of a mountain. It was the first thing he could think to do, half frozen and dead, throw up, run the jewels. You know, you see people surfing waves in a white. And I'm just like, wow, this community, this thing we're inspiring is bigger than just the two guys and the DJ on stage. It really is a community of people that are cheering for each other. They don't look alike. They're not from the same place. Don't necessarily like all the same things, but they, they love this little rap group of this kid from Brooklyn, this kid from Atlanta, and um, we we bring that kind of joy, and they give that joy to us. So I'm proud to be one half of Run the Jewels, mm-hmm. and I'm proud that the origin story Michael has brought me an LP Grammys.
3: It is Killer Mike with this guys, live on Dukes and Bell. It's been a big thrill for us. Normally, we're right across from the swag shop
5: at uh, Stanford. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just never there. <laughs> no, well, I just, I've been on tour, but I'm home Listen, now. I got I right. one week next week, and then right. I'm back. I'm back.
3: So. And, and how much important is it for you to be a part of the entrepreneurship, too, and things outside being in the studio?
5: Man, well, I, I married a very smart woman. Thankfully, I married my wife, who's very business-minded. You know what I mean? And she's hot, so you don't want to go poor loser to a guy. You know, what I mean? so <laughs> so Beautiful. I So um, I, I trust. <laughs> you know, we make we, we try to make solid business decisions, and the swag shop is a, a a brand. If you haven't, if you don't know, so you you guys usually get a VIP. You get very lucky you get to go to arena shows and stuff. But you don't have to have a VIP. We're on the same side as VIPs. We got the same amount of space. You can bring your own food in. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. just walk in right by the Dominique statue, come to your left. There we are. You can get a haircut or not. You can buy T-shirts. You can watch the game and hang out with us. We're growing the franchises of those shops. My wife is opening Bankhead Seafood in the next 60 days. You can go right down on Donnelly Howe, grab, grab a quick meal, and be right back to State Farm or the Georgia Dome relatively quickly. I want to be a part of this city in the same way Hank Aaron was a part of this city. I want to be a part of this city in the same way that, you know, the Barranco family has been a part of this city, in the same way the Russell family. I'm here to live a legacy and um, to leave a legacy. So I appreciate Atlanta for encouraging me. As a native son of hers, I appreciate all the lessons I've learned, and I just appreciate everyone that's poured into me because my job is to reciprocate. My, My old art teacher, Mr. Murray, says, you ever notice people who give blessings out never run out of blessings to give? So my job is to keep blessing y'all because Lord knows I wake up with a new blessing every day. We
2: are blessed in this city to have wonderful artists and people like Killer Mike. What do you think about the Hawks, man? Today was a trade deadline. Yeah, I know, I, I know yeah. you've been busy, yeah. but but like today – and they didn't make any moves. They didn't trade DJ. Yeah.
5: We've been talking about it. What's your thoughts on, on where the team is, man? I'm going to trust it. I'm going to trust the Hawks because they're trying. They're they trying. The team is trying. I know this. You know Trey, Trey's beefing up on defense on him. I'm like, okay, that that boy quick. He ain't playing. He's still involved. You know, I, I I miss my man Collins. You know what I mean? But I I love him. I love him to death. I know he's doing well out there. But I like the, I like we got a young, hungry team and they pushing. You know what I mean? So I I'm, I'm with the Hawks all the way. When you get a piece of the Hawks, man?
3: When you get for- Man, yeah. I, I love to get a
5: piece. If Tony Wrestler ever hits me and says, I got a 1% where you are the Hawks, I'm, I'm down. You know what I mean? So, shouts out, man. Shouts out to Braves, the Hawks, and the Falcons. Um, Falcons in the new hire. I'm, I'm looking forward to putting the jersey back on. You know what I mean? And um, I just, man, I, I love you fr- it, man. You were frustrated, too, huh? Man, you know, man, like, man, shout- I've been a fan since Steve Barkowski. In fact, I had a freestyle call Barkowski. I, um. I might go ahead and release, but nah, man, it's just you—you you, you get heartbroken so many times.
2: I was this close to dumping the tickets.
3: This oh, close, man. You no got to stay. You got no
5: to see, see it through. You got to see it through. You got to stay with your
2: boy, Mike. Uh, what, what's next, man? Like you, for me? Yeah, because to listen. Grow, well, listen, you—you you are now to to Mike's point. Uh, you have you've hit another plateau, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so what's next?
5: Well, I went right back in the studio the next night after the graves. I was in the studio with Mike Will. <laughs> Out of a Mike sh- huh? yep yeah, and shout shouts out to Taco <laughs> and Wilder who's in there. So yeah, me and Cuz last year we went right back to work. Um, the swag shop. Our goal is to open two to three more shops this year. We we want we have a hundred million dollar brand. We feel my wife and I, Bankhead Seafood. We want to run a, a, a dope one one restaurant operating that a restaurant and and, and scale up. So I have some business goals. That I want to meet in terms of the business endeavors, whether it's be real estate or the swag shop or at Seafood, and I have some music goals. So I want to, I want to I wanna get right back to work on Michael too, and um, I want to stay on the road and 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 I want to, I want to demand more money for shows. So <laughs> I got, I oh, got, you gotta, can do that. Yes, <laughs> <gotta, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> you know. So and, and I want to, you know, I want a lifetime contract with my audience that I'm gonna mm-hmm. always get y'all dope music. And y'all come out and support. Well, we're doing
2: that, man. Thank um him. Big O, real quick. This is this is Big O, man. He runs our board. Big he, O he is a huge what up, Mike? fan. <laughs> big he said, fan, man. He said, Man, can I ask can I ask Mike a question? Ask What's up, O? Oh? No, see, the Grammys, <laughs> what they do to the rap category annoys me so much because yeah. they
5: push it to the early show. Yeah. And every so often you'll see it on the big show. But we didn't get a chance to see you yeah. on the primetime stage get that Grammy on the yeah. big show like this. The that. speech is up though, and the me getting it right. is so y'all go check it out. But I mean, you know, man, I I'm so I'm great like the first one I won, I, I boycotted. I didn't get. I think we threw a party on the bus. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, man, this beautiful girl from Detroit came and just handled me, took, just took me to another world. <laughs> and uh, and then we woke up the next day and our homeboy had had kissed a girl that we was like, man, that might not be a girl. You know what I <laughs> mean? So the, the the first the first Grammys was <laughs> the epic, most epic party you could have had on a tour bus. And and this time around though, because they did it earlier, you know. You got to you got to get out and hold champagne and party with the label and your girl and stuff. So you know, <laughs> although I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel slighted personally, haven't been a winner. I do, I do think hip hop is the greatest cultural export coming out of this country right now, and I think that some consideration should be made to to air hip hop because kids love it, you know, and 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 young people keep music going. So you know, I I and 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 just as a hip hop, hip hop being fifty years old now, I'm forty something years old. I love it, so I'd love to see. My heroes take that stage as well. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, last
2: thing, man, before we let you get up out of here, and we really appreciate you being here, yep. coming in and hanging out, and any time, you're more than welcome. You know that. Thank you. Um, Atlanta, our yeah. city. Yes. How much has it changed, and where is it going? You are in these streets. You yeah. see it. You My
5: grandfather told me it changes like every 20 years. like cities are going to change, Atlanta's going to change. He, uh, you hear old folks talk about Hunter Street, Gordon Street, stuff like so. You know, you hear about the old fourth war with the old, you know, Summer Hill. I just want Atlanta not to change in spirit. And that's been a spirit that if you look in this room, I'm looking at a black man and a white man working together. Mm-hmm. They celebrate sports together. They have disagreements and arguments. They they settle they settle their debates with well, hopefully bets and somebody's team wins. Mm-hmm. But what we don't have is a spirit of of of, of non intersectionality. We don't have a spirit of segregation. We don't have a spirit if we don't wanna be with you, even if my neighborhoods, all-black neighborhoods, all-white neighborhood, we work together as neighborhoods to make sure that this city and this state is great. So I would just like to keep encouraging people to do things the Atlanta way. There's a there's a way for cooperation and collaboration that this city has showed me that in the overall works better for us all. Doesn't mean we're not going to hit speed bumps. Doesn't mean we're not going to have some disagreements. But it does mean for the power of the greater good, we all have something to contribute, and if we all do a little bit, none of us has to do a lot. Outstanding! It's a
2: sweep, Atlanta. <laughs> it's a sweep. It's a sweep. It's a sweep. <laughs> Killing Mike.
5: Appreciate you, man. Absolutely, guys. Love
3: and respect. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Great stuff yesterday, man. We wanted you guys to hear it in the earlier part of the show because he came in the middle. That's uh, Killer Mike yesterday, three-time, this time, four-now overall Grammy Award winner. It's Dukes and Bell. We are live at Twin Peaks in Buckhead. Chris Thomas in for Carl today. This hour of the show is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. For family, friends, and fun, visit mancavestore.com. So we had our new coaches press conference, and the GM got the speaking part and everything on Monday. But Arthur Blank wasn't there. He's under the weather. Arthur Blank speaking on a Zoom press conference. What he said about the Bill Belichick conversation, about what the coming guys had to say about his quarterback and what's up with rich mckay we'll get to those cuts coming up next live at twin peaks and bucket buckle up
1: how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today